Hello all, this is Blind-Haired Girl. So, I wanted to talk about my mom a little bit. Because something had happened during the, the event that I was thinking about my mom and I... I don't know if I ever, like got the chance to tell her that I was glad she was my mom. We had an incredibly complicated relationship. We were very, very, very different people. My mom was a massive realist and a massive worrier. And And then she had me, who was, um, I just, I was always, like, in my head, like, not even in my head, I guess I just, I was always in my dreams. I just was, I was in my dreams, I was, um, a dreamer, and, and, um, and my mom just, had this way of like kind of squelching my dreams I loved her very very much but she and she just had this habit of just putting putting realism onto everything now if you can't how are you ever going to do that you're never going to do that um I remember a couple of defining moments I was thinking about them and you know I, I I just wanted to talk about two of them because they these two things changed my life they changed the trajectory of my life these two events um the first one was I I was in college I really wanted to be a pilot in the air force I wanted to fly jets. <laughs> Those fighter jets that you, you know, you see buzzing around over. I, I, I lived in West Phoenix, and so there was this Luke Air Force Base. And fighter jets were always, always flying over. And I used to drive my car out and watch them. The first time I was I was in an airplane, um, they had let me go on this um, with some family, and they said, you know, you want to go on this plane, and I just hop in this little, it was like a little airplane, like, you know, I don't know what they're called, but, um, and I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. I I looked out the window, and I was hooked. But there was just like, it looked like a patchwork quilt. And then, you know, so then when I, I was a Girl Scout at the time, and it said in my Girl Scout um, that I wanted to be a pilot. And so I, I was setting myself up for this, and, and uh, I really, I wanted to go to the Air Force Academy for college.
and and I and I also did some things like I was just going in the direction of that. I I had signed up for uh, Air Force ROTC at ASU, which is a very exper- weird experience for me because, um, but I excelled. I really did. I did this, um, this vision. I mean, this, uh, uh, I had to do a presentation. I did one on the, the, um, I can't remember the name of them right now. Uh, I really, I can't, it's just so weird. It's so long ago, but, um, I had I had done this diagram where I had shown you know these different um, <laughs> these different like types of roles like these these troops that like flew together when it was the Air Force version of that I can't remember what the name of it is right now um, but anyway um, and and it was really a hardship for me to to go to this because I had to. Um, I had to drive, I had to take all of these city buses to get to ASU. So I remember my dad dropping me off <laughs> um, at, at like this, um, this train station somewhere, maybe on his way to work or something. I don't remember all the details, but um, and so I took a, like a, a city bus or city bus station downtown Phoenix. So a city bus took me to um, Tempe, to ASU. And I was in ASU ROTC. And I mean, I I was on this trajectory. But anyway, I'm in the car at some point around this time. And my mom, my mom is driving. I don't know why my mom was driving. And my dad was in the back seat of the car. This is so weird. I'm in the front seat. This is how I remember it. And I I could remember it totally incorrectly. But I was sitting, for some reason, my mom is driving. And my dad is in the back seat. But I, I really, I really do have to say that this this was the way that it was in our family. My mother definitely <laughs> wore the pants in our family. Definitely. Not that my dad was not, not, you know, but my mother was so domineering. <laughs> I mean, you just had to do whatever she said. You just had to. You just didn't have a choice, including my dad. She was very willful. She was a very, very willful human being. So just trust me. <laughs> you just do what she says. You don't want to mess with this one. You will pay and pay dearly. Um, and so I think that that, that dynamic, so it's so weird that I remember him in the backseat of my mom driving. But I don't know why I was in the front seat. My dad was in the back seat. But anyway, this is the way I remember it. And I I was saying something about becoming a pilot in the Air Force. And my mom says, 
You'll never do that. You will never do that. You, you, you could not handle the G-forces. Like you will never complete that. And, and, um, and I think I asked my dad, dad, what do you think or something? And my dad says, I think you can do whatever you want to do, whatever you put your mind to do. I think you can do it. But as, as (laughs) who, who do you think went over in my head? So, of course, my my mother, my mother was definitely the voice in my head. So I just went in a different direction. And I, I was very, um, I had no idea when I graduated from college, four years of college, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. I mean, sort of, I, I kind of figured it out myself my last semester of school my dad passed away and there was this counselor that helped me that I decided that I wanted to be a counselor and so I did go on and get a master's degree in counseling and I and courses on top of that for licensure although I never did get my license in in professional counseling but I I <laughs> it it changed the trajectory of my life what my mother said changed my life and then there was this other time <laughs> where <clears throat> I was at this guy well I was actually engaged to this guy I was um I was engaged it was a month outside of our wedding And my mom traveled out of time out out of out of town a lot, and by this time it was just my mom and I because my dad had passed away and my sisters had moved out and I mean, and I, I was in the house alone, a lot at night as a very young woman, young person, and in Phoenix. And growing up in Phoenix was a very, very strange thing for me. Um, because my skin, like I, it wasn't a good environment for my skin. It just wasn't. Um, and, and there wasn't sunscreen back then. I mean, I'm not really sure when sunscreen became the rage, but, and I suffered like massive suns, like, uh, sunburns as a child. I just, it, it wasn't good. Um, but also I just had to really learn to be streetwise within the neighborhoods that we lived in. It wasn't that they were massively, but I had to be streetwise at a very young age. And I, I learned that I had to take care of myself and, and I had to, I didn't have a choice. It wasn't like there was anybody taking me to school. I had to figure out how to do the bus. I had to do the city bus. I had to figure out my own rides. I mean, I, I, I had to figure stuff out. I didn't have a choice. Um, not like the way my children were raised and 
<laughs> they never took a city bus. My my children, oh my god. I'm they're amazing children, but I, I did a lot <laughs> probably very much enabling them. Uh, but uh, it's just funny. I think they're all doing okay though, but <laughs> like um I thought it was so cute yesterday I got home and my my son says to me my oldest, who is, he's in the autism spectrum. And I often wonder, like, what's going to happen with, like, money and finances with this kid? You know, I'm like, what? He's like, he, he tells me, Mom, I ordered a Domino's pizza all by myself. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah. You know, I said, did you pay a tip? Yeah. Mom, I, I paid a tip. I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Um <laughs> 26 and he's um anyway so (laughs) so so, um so I'm engaged to this guy and I'm I'm home alone and I hear something and and I'm like scared so I call my fiance and his dad answers the phone And his dad tells me to call the police. I'm like, well, okay. So I get off the phone. I call the police. The police come over and look around and there's nothing. So um, I end up going back to sleep night. And I, I was a flight attendant at the time in my early 20s. So I was a flight attendant and I, I, had to go like fly the next day and I I um and so I I noticed that my fiance it's like he didn't check on me at all like this wasn't the time of cell phones there were no cell phones so like he I think he had like the phone list to all the the places that I was you know all of the 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 places that I would be spending the night or whatever. And he knew what my schedule was, but he, he didn't call. He didn't call a check on me. Nothing. I'm like, he's going to marry me in a week and have children with me. I'm going to have his children. Like I was sitting there. I'm like, you know, it's just really weird. So I, I, I think I even called him and this was back, I'm, I'm just having all this flood of memories that you, you, you couldn't talk very long because there were long distance bills. This was before, before cell phones. And if you're, if you're calling like from Phoenix, say Phoenix to, you know, Texas, somewhere in Texas, you're going to be, have a long distance bill. So we didn't talk on the phone very long, but you know, it was nice for somebody to check in on me. So I'm like, it's like, you know, I, I called, you know, yesterday, I was like, I was really scared, you know, and I talked to your dad or whatever. He's like, Oh, yeah. He's like, Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember something about that. I, you know, yeah, I think my dad came in and then I just rolled over and I went back to sleep. And I was like, you what? And he's like, yeah, I, you know, I just went back to sleep. 
And I said, and I, and so we got into this argument. It was very short. It was a very, very short argument. But I mean, we did, like, there was these, I mean, I don't think it was a shouting. I don't remember it being a very bad argument. But he said, and I quote, what do you want me to do? Risk my life to come over and help you? I quote. And I, and I told him, this engagement is off. We're not getting married. <laughs> like, I didn't want to marry a guy who wasn't willing to come over and risk his life to help me. And vice versa. Like, I don't want to marry a guy that I don't care enough about to go over and make sure that they're safe. What is the point of, like, anything? If, if, if you don't care about someone enough to, like, <laughs> to just nuts. And so, of course, I, I had talked to my mother about it. And I, I end up, um, I come home and she let him in. She let him in the house and I knew, I knew that I couldn't see him because I would just cave. I knew it. And my mother let him in the house. He came in, performed his magic, and we got married. It all seemed like well and good, you know, on paper and all of this. It did. But our whole relationship was that way it was it was what do you want me to do anything extra it was just a a complete lack of devotion on his part i was really young so i don't know if i had the proper amount of of devotion myself but my mother let him in was a significance. <clears throat> and it changed the trajectory of my life. Now, do I regret it? No, because I had two children. But my, I think that my mother, um, my mother used to say like the wildest stuff. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> I think she talked to a priest once about about a, like men like relationships and some priest told her a bad man is better than no man. She used to tell me this. My mom said said the dangest things, I swear. So, you fast forward with me who <laughs> Um, I did. I did indeed get a divorce from my first husband. I, I was married to a guy that, who had a well-known father, and and but I never talk about him, and, and I won't. Um. Now his dad was incredibly significant to me. I loved him so much. I just loved the guy. I loved him so much. He was, 
he was the most magical creature you could ever imagine. He he just came up with stuff. I mean, he just he was a genius. And uh, and I actually did an entire podcast about him about because he he built this he would build these houses and he would um, subcontract everything out and they were just. I don't know how to describe it. I had never experienced anything like it. The houses that, I mean, they, they he had built one and then had um, built another one since I was, you know, a part of their lives. Um, and just, he just, I don't know how to describe this guy. He was just so incredibly magical. And I, I loved him very much. His dad who ended up passing away and i was i was utterly devastated i was so devastated when he passed i i don't know how to tell you i <clears throat> he um so he had come over to the house one day and he and he his skin actually looked gray. He just kind of looked off. He just didn't look right. And he had been having some health issues. And I looked at him and I, you know, in hindsight, I, I was looking at somebody who was on their way out of life. I didn't know what I was seeing, but he the guy was larger than, he was like the last person that I would ever think would, would pass out of his body young. I mean, young. <laughs> so, anyway, so he had, he had gone off to a, a place to try to be healed um, and then his wife at the time, because when I met the man I was married to, his mother had just passed away. That was a guy, I mean, that was what I felt was like kind of something that joined us was that both of our parents, his mother had passed away and my dad had passed away. Uh, and then not so distant, like within a year, we lost, we had lost both of our parents. Um, and so I felt like that was this bonding thing, you know. In retrospect, that wasn't a good idea, but <laughs> but anyway, so his his dad had had gone to get healed, and then his his wife had called, and she she called me, and she said, basically, we got to get him out of here because it was a place in Mexico, and she didn't want him to pass away in Mexico, so they chartered a a um a an airplane a small airplane and they and they brought him in and family members went to the airport to pick him up and I wasn't one of them and I was waiting at the house for him and they 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 wheeled him in and I looked and I go who is that I did not even recognize him it was like they had starved him to death he was he was a skeleton 
and he was gone within days. And I just, I was just devastated. I, I don't even know how to say, but, um, and this, so this was a, a moment for me that kind of, it wasn't the first moment because I, I, yeah, no, my, my nephew was still alive when this happened. So, um, (laughs) I'm just like, all these memories are flooding back. So, so I guess, I guess in some ways, my mom taught me what I didn't want to be as a parent in a lot of ways. I'm just going to say that I, and then I'm I'm going to move on to to something that I just think is very interesting. Um, but she was she was really an an example to me to what not to be just in general, like the way she was with my dad. And my dad, my dad, just he was very. Um, he was very locked into the constraints of the Catholic church and, and a lot of beliefs. And he, he just could not change his life. He just couldn't. And, and so just everything is what it was. Um, but I remember my daughter, my daughter had been dating this, 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 kid sorry (laughs) kid this kid (laughs) anyway she was dating this kid in high school and I I just took I just decided when my children had relationships or when they have them I just make friends with whoever this person is I was like okay bring them over gotta meet them you know, and then this this person becomes a member of our family. You know, whether they're going to stay in their life or not, like generally, this person is just okay. You're you're a member of our family now. Welcome to the, <laughs> and so like Friday night movie night or over. You know, and <laughs> so she's dating this kid who <laughs> I was raised very differently than my my daughter was. Like I. I was very much into all different types of food. I, and uh, so my, my children, and cooking different types of food. Like, we were always, like, trying stuff. Um, and we'd go to, like, oh, God, you know, like, chili rellenos. We'd, like, figure out how to make them. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, these are so good. And I'd bring, I'd buy the chilies, I'd bring them home, and I'd roast them, and I'd stuff them, and I'd, you know, fry up these... Oh my God, they were so good. Um, my daughter was part of that. So she she was with me, watching me, helping me, and we cooked a lot together, she and I. And so did, so I mean, with my children, with my youngest too, like we'd bake pies. He didn't cook with me as much as she did though. But, um, but so she's dating this kid that <laughs> doesn't even, he 
So we ordered Indian food. He would rather starve than eat Indian food. And I just was kind of laughing under my breath. I thought it was hilarious. The only thing this kid would eat was like pizza. <laughs> Something very basic. Um, and he wouldn't eat pistachio. He had never had a pistachio nut in his life. We, we ate like all kinds of, I guess, weird food. <laughs> and we ate pistachios. And we like, my kids grew up with a, a lot of different, because um, I, was, I was poor. I was a single mom. Like I, I need, I, I gotta tell you, friends. I was, um, I don't even know if I had, like, on my own, if I have gone above poverty line with my my income. I really don't. Like in all these years, like with raising my kids, you know, I, I made it work, and I, I feel like I did a pretty good job in hindsight. But, um, I. I I just don't know, like, how that went. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but the one thing I spent more food, more money on than other things was food. I just I just did. Um, that isn't always to say that it was perfect, but um. So I and I cooked a lot, obviously. Um. So this kid. So he's dating her and, and I, and I'm, you know, and then like the 4th of July comes along and something goes down and this kid, my daughter's living in hell. For some reason, um, he couldn't get into the place to watch the fireworks. And I don't know if it, I could hear him on the phone with her or if she finally told me what was happening. But he was like kind of making threats. Like, I'm going to kill myself, you know, if you don't, if this doesn't happen or he was really unstable. And my daughter was living in hell. <clears throat> and so... This went on for a little bit that that the young man had somewhat gone out of my happy place. I didn't want my daughter with him anymore, but I wasn't going to full stop tell her that. I was going to let her figure that out. But it was like, this is not your guy. You got to let this one go. And he came to, so my, my daughter broke up with him. She broke up with him. And he comes over to the house and he knocks on my door in a condition that I don't even know how to describe. I, I'm like looking at him and I'm just like, and he's like, he's crazy. Like crazy. He's like, I really need to see her. And he's crying and he's um, out of his ever loving mind. And he goes, can you give her this note? And he's just crying, crying, crying. And it was just the waterworks. It was just nuts. And um, I have to see her. And I'm like, you're not seeing her. You're not coming in. I'm not giving her any notes. You need to go. You need to figure this out. You need to go home. Go. And he proceeded to just stand there. I don't even know how long he was there, but I was... 
I was just, I, he was standing outside the door and I would not let him in. You are not coming in. I'm not letting you in. You're not coming in to, you're not coming in. There's no way you're coming in. So you just go home. <laughs> and I don't even think I had really made that correlation until between my mother letting him in and, and me not letting him in. And and I, so I was just a, just a very, very different parent. I, I was very conscientious and I, I drove my kids to school and I made their lunches. Like my, my son was 17 years old and I still made him lunch, his lunch. And I cooked him a meal every morning for school. <laughs> and my friends just thought I was like, you are so ridiculous. Yeah, I made him breakfast every day. Um, and, and, and I think I did with my daughter too. I don't remember my daughter as much as I do my, my youngest. Um, but I always made their lunches and drove them to school. I, I felt like a bus for many years because... Here was like the really weird thing in my house was that my my children had gone to different schools because I did what was best for them. So they they either had different schools or they went to the same school and it was a different like like my son was in half day kindergarten and the other one was in fifth grade, and so I had to pick them up at different times. But I was a bus for years. I'd have to pick this one up, this one up, and this one up. This one up, this one up, this one drop, this one up, this one up. One up. <laughs> it was nuts. It was just nuts. It was crazy. <laughs> My mother never I had this other like memory. Um I missed the bus for I missed the bus one day. As in high school. I usually always caught the bus, but for some reason this day <laughs> I missed the bus. <laughs> and my mom took me to school. And she had this really, really bad habit of lecturing. And my mother lectured me all the way to school. And before I got out of the car and slammed, I mean, mind you, slammed the door shut because I was so mad at her. <laughs> My mother said, you better marry a rich man. Because, like, you're never going to make anything out of yourself. Or I don't remember what she, what the way she finished, <laughs> but... She said, you better marry a rich man. And I was furious. <laughs> I get out of the car and I, and I slam the door shut. See, you never do this with my mother or you will pay. Okay. You will pay. So <laughs> come home from school. Both parents are sitting on the, on the sofa. This is a 
bad, a bad, bad sign. Both my parents sitting on the sofa. Come in, dad, with his daddy voice. Daughter, he always called me daughter. He called all three of us daughter. Daughter, (laughs) your mother says that you, you know, got out of the car, you know, in an angry state and um, slammed the door shut. (laughs) And I said, (laughs) well, did she... I said, did she tell you that she told me that I needed to marry a rich man because I was never going to make anything out of myself? And the look on my dad's face, I didn't have to say another word. That's all I remember. And I just walked straight to my room. I did not even engage it was like, I'm not engaging about this. <laughs> it's so funny. <clears throat> anyway, so last night, my, my sister and I are talking about, about how my mom's passing and kind of going through her belongings and her, her, her house, like as this, Like, I did this whole podcast about it. Her house is like this time capsule. I really got to know my mom. Like, just as a person. And she was just lovely. She was just a lovely woman. She, she, um was really, really, really smart. She was really smart. She was like, she was as smart as my dad, but she was the the smartest person that I knew. She was. My mother was brilliant. And she read a lot. She um, she had a bachelor's degree um, in music. Mother was a musician when she was young. They, my parents sang in the choir at church. My dad, both my parents did. So I had musical parents. Both my parents were musical. My dad uh, listened. They listened a lot to classical music, but um, my dad used to watch TV and listen to opera. So there was always opera playing in our house. or classical music and he used to like really give me a hard time like about any other kind of music there is no other kind of music except for classical music and then he has his daughter who's just like I'm into everything and loudly (laughs) I was into everything I was a, I actually sang a lot when I was a child. I loved to sing. And uh, I was in the choir. I was in a, like, different choirs as a child. And I remember that, because I was also a violinist. And I started the violin when I was uh, four years old with a, a Max Mandel, who my, my child is actually named after him, partly. But... Anyway, 
he um he played in the uh Phoenix Symphony and um and so he was very upset. He didn't want me doing choir. Like he didn't believe that you ever diversified. No, you only violin. No choir. Choir's bad, violin is good. And so I I didn't see it, but there was this time where we were in this um this uh my parents were in a play and I was in the play too. So it was a musical. And it was over the summertime and I was at home alone. I think I was about nine years old. My sisters were off doing their summer jobs and everything. And I was in the home alone all day in the summer. And so I just sat and sang. That's all I did. I just sang. And I knew every part, every woman's part in the entire, like, play. And, and I remember, like, we were singing, like, the, the last part of it. And I remember, like, singing. And then this girl standing next to me looked at me. She's like, she gave me this look. And I never really sang again. It was it was at this time that I was like, okay, well that I I'm either singing terribly, and it never occurred to me that I was singing well, and that's why she was looking at me. But that was a a defining moment in my life. That was just like huge. The moment that I shined and anybody looked at me for shining, I just quit. Or because she didn't think I was good. I, I didn't know. But I just never. I mean, I think I, I sang in choir like my freshman year of high school. But I really never, I never sang much anymore after that. I just, I just quit singing. And sometimes I, I like wonder what was that about? Like why? It's just so bizarre. It's like, but anyway, um. So fast forward, I'm, I'm at this, you know, at this, um, I was kind of laughing. I nicknamed it a, a meditation tournament. <laughs> I was thinking like, is tournament the, like the right word to use? But for me, it kind of is because and it's not that I'm competing with anybody else. I'm competing with myself, competing with myself to be better. A better meditator. I'm just kidding, kind of, but kind of not. (laughs) Wanting to improve my skills. And so, and so I, you know, I'm, I'm at this, this meditation retreat and I'm in meditation and I'm thinking about my mom and it's like, I don't remember ever telling her that I was glad she was my mom. Because I spent many, 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 many years of my life loving her but not liking her. I loved her. just didn't like her. She was very different than me. She was a realist. And she was, 
she was just so strong-willed and willful and just <laughs> it's just like I just didn't like her I didn't and um I mean as I got older I liked her more um and loved her we had some really 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 good times together but I got to know her through, through, you know, going, having to go through her possessions and figure out what we were going to keep and what was going to go and, and things that I took. And a lot of it had to do with both my parents, both my parents having like significant influence on me, um, just seeing love letters between my, my, my parents, just these love letters. My, my mom kept them and I just was like looking through them. They're so beautiful. <laughs> That's what you did back then. You like wrote letters, you wrote love letters. It's like, it's not like now, I mean, maybe we do in texts and stuff, but it's just not the same as like handwriting a letter. putting a stamp on it and putting it in the mail. I mean, it's so incredibly romantic. <clears throat> I think there was a time when my parents were very happy. I think my parents had an amazing amount of admiration for each other. They may have had a very, very difficult relationship as well, but wasn't for a lack of love. They loved each other very much. They were married for 33 years before my dad passed away suddenly and um, changing the trajectory of my life. <laughs> I'm not sure what my dad would have said when the guy said about risking his life. <laughs> what do you expect me to do? Risk my life to come over and help you? <laughs> That's love. That's love. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> Massive warning sign. Do not proceed onto this route. <laughs> anyway, I am. Um, I've given so much uh, time in things on, on my YouTubes and everything. Although my book has my mother all over it. All over it. I mean, from beginning to end. I think my mom was very liked that about my book, that I talk about her so much. Um, but And I, I never said anything that was actually the truth. <laughs> I mean, I did. Some stuff in the book was the truth. Okay, the stuff in the book was the truth, but I left... A lot of truth out purposefully because I didn't think there was any point in me sharing it there was no point there's absolutely no point in me sharing it but um and so now I'm incredibly glad that she was my mother 
I have a, a different appreciation for her than I did before. And just her efforts and... I'm going to end this podcast, but I'm going to share this story with you. I'm I'm solidifying um, some things are coming together with this this book that I plan to write. I'm hoping to have it done by the end of 2020. This book, 2022, I mean, um, it's going to take me a while because it's going to be, and the beginning of it is this scene, or this scene is in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> so when I was in kindergarten, I, um, <laughs> with the help of my mother, <laughs> it's so funny, <laughs> I, um, I, I wanted to be in a school play, and I tried out for every single part. And you had to try out in front of the whole kindergarten. And like back then, I don't know, know why they but the the kindergarten it was like this great big classroom which I guess is kind of cool um and maybe there was more than one grade in it but all I remember was I was in the kindergarten and and it was this great big room and you had to get up in front of everybody and (laughs) and do something I, I don't remember it was a really long time ago but I tried out for every single, and I would go home, and I'd go through my lines with my mother, and she would try to teach me, and every single one, I didn't get the part. I didn't get any part in the school play. Not a single one. So I go, I go, and I, and I, and I look, uh, and I, somehow I find out I, they put me in the part as the Statue of Liberty, so in my in my usual fashion <laughs> this was something that was just very different about my mother and I my mother was very prepared she like had her bags packed 2 weeks before she left and you know she always said that you know was me and I'm like throwing myself together at the 11th hour I just throw everything in a bag I was not prepared my mother was overly prepared and I was not quite prepared um, but so the night before I come walking home, you know, mom, I need a Statue of Liberty costume by tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think I even said this in the morning. It was like, it was probably really late in the day. And my poor mom, like I had to stay up all hours of the night to make this costume. But I got up and I, my mother had wrapped me in cheesecloth. <laughs> She wraps me up in cheesecloth. <laughs> she makes this Statue of Liberty hat <laughs> out of out of like a hard paper and tin foil. I mean, you can you're getting the image, and then she has a flashlight that she puts to. <laughs> she whipped up a a Statue of Liberty costume at the eleventh hour. She really did it. She and it was a knockout costume. I mean, it was like perfect. <laughs> so, so little me, I got up, and, you know, and they said I had a mumbling problem. I had speech issues my whole childhood, from the time I can remember. I and 
and I guess I mumbled when I, and so she kept saying, Jamie, you got to talk more slowly and stop mumbling. I'm like, what the hell is mumbling? You know, I didn't think that, but I was like, yeah, what is that? What is mumbling? You know, I was like five years old, but I just kind of knew I wasn't like other people at a very young age. I knew that. Um, but, um, <laughs> so I, I get up and I did the best I could. Um, but then it was just the weirdest thing. So all of the, the like the upper grades, um, everybody like had to write something and draw a picture of their favorite part of the school play. And nearly every one of them was the Statue of Liberty. It's like the sweetest, coolest thing. <laughs> it's like, what other mother could whip out? I don't even know what I would do if my child did what she did, came <laughs> what I did <laughs> to my poor mom. She just, she really knocked it out that time. She did a good job. I just, I really miss her. In a sense that I, I, I had identified more with my mom than other members of my family. I remember when my dad passed away, I was like, how could you leave me with these people? <laughs> I had that thought. I was like, how could you leave me? I don't even know what I'm going to do. I was so lost because my dad and I just clicked. We just like, we're on the same wavelength. My mom and I, not so much. My sisters and I, for sure not. But then I grew to like that my mom and I were, my mom, I was her friend. I was my mother's friend. And we were very, very, I called her a lot, especially because I travel so much that um, like in the car, I would call her and we would talk for hours until <laughs> I was, uh, I was um, walking the golf course one night and I called her and I, and I was, uh, I, I was like, oh, I haven't told you about this one meditation. And she, she's like, no, no, Jamie, you haven't. And I'm like, and so I'm telling her, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened. And it was like, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. And then finally, she says, Jamie, I got to go. I'm, I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey, you've worn me out. That was just a little bit before she passed away. But anyway... It's just complicated, huh? These relationships are just complicated, but I sure did love her, and I think now I actually like her. <laughs> I like my mom, and I'm glad she was my mom. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I appreciate you listening, and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.